powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duval Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. This episode is brought to you today by the fine folks at BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. It's 100% online. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash Derek Duvall Show. So before we jump into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Jill Miller. What a fantastic episode, and it was so well-received. If you've not had a chance to hear our in-depth interview, I strongly encourage you to check it out after the conclusion of this episode. And Jill, you are welcome back on the show anytime. So welcome to episode 172, and we have a great episode lined up for you today. We have on the show Byron Morrison. Now, Byron is a speaker, high-performance coach, and the author of several books, including his latest, Maybe You Should Give Up, Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life. Now, Byron will talk about what drives him to motivate and inspire others, and we discuss various topics from his new book. Lots to cover, so let's get Byron out here. Duval Nation, please welcome to the show, calling in today from Warwick, England, speaker and author Byron Morrison. Byron, hello, good morning. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out by you today? Hey, it's actually surprisingly warm for a change. The UK seems to be going through the once-a-year heat wave that we generally have. <laughs> so with the pandemic now winding down, how was it for you to navigate the COVID-19 world? It was an interesting one because for me, on a personal level, life didn't actually change that much. Um, I'd already built a business where I worked from home full time. So I think actually the most disruptive thing was my girlfriend actually being moved out of the office and having to work from our home as well. So I think for her, it was a little bit of a shock to the system. So I think that was probably the most difficult day-to-day challenge of just being used to being kind of on your own to all of a sudden having someone else there 24-7. Ah, yes. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like to grow up there? Uh, so I'm originally from South Africa. I grew up in Johannesburg, but I moved when I was 10 years old across to the UK. Obviously, as you can imagine, very different culture. Um, South Africa at the time, Johannesburg was the murder capital of the world, not really a safe or fun place to be. So yeah, life in England, despite the weather, obviously, <laughs> a lot a lot safer and kind of more peaceful. What are your favorite memories from the University of Plymouth? Just... A lot of the friends I met, like I made some really good friends who had a lot of fun time just going, just exploring places, like obviously going out at night, just seeing people. And it was just a good social aspect, which is something that I I was very lucky to have found there. What did you study? I originally did international relations and politics. For what reason, I do not know. Um, 18-year-old me, I, I... 
really can't tell you why I did it. But then eventually I went on, I did a master's degree in business, which was always the plan. I don't know why I didn't do business or psychology to begin with. All right. So what led you to pursue this current life path that you're on? Uh, this all started after my dad's cancer. To be honest with you, at the time, I was not in a good place. I was overweight. I was stuck in a job that was killing me. I was burnt out. And then during his treatment, he had most of his bowel surgically removed. And he spent 25 days in ICU, mostly on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. And luckily, he pulled through, something I'm eternally grateful for. But that for me was the wake-up call that I had to change. So I spent the next few years like going around in circles, like trying to lose some weight, trying to get healthier, not really making any progress. And eventually, I just got so frustrated. I was like, I need to figure out what's going on here. So I started learning everything I could about nutrition, fitness, psychology, changing behaviors. And eventually, I uncovered that the biggest barrier in my way was myself. It was a sabotaging voice in my head that caused me to avoid the actions I knew I needed to take. Once I could change the way that I thought, I managed to change my life. I eventually went on, lost the weight, got out of the job, finally got out of my own head. And I saw so many other people who were struggling like I was. So that gave me the inspiration of writing my first book. And then here I am 10 years later, I've written three more books, worked with people in 15 different countries. And the mission's always been to help as many people who are struggling like I was to stop sabotaging themselves so they can actually live the life they want. Well, for the listeners who can't see this, you look great. Well done on the weight loss. Thank you. It's uh, it's still a little surreal to me because growing up, fitness was always something that was never for me. I always had this belief that going to the gym and being healthy was for people I didn't want to be like. Mm-hmm. And then I I just found a passion in it. It's something that I could stay consistent with. I've lost and kept off over 50 pounds and it's just become a part of my life. Well done. Well done. So you've given sort of blueprints for chief executive officers with the books, The Effective CEO and CEO in Control. What sort of life lessons do you tap into to help CEOs realize their full potential? Um, a lot of it, and this doesn't just apply to CEOs, whether it's entrepreneurs, just people who are like in their career, whatever it is. Like so many of us live our life in a reactive state. We're always just dealing with challenges and setbacks without really taking the time to process what's going on. And that's what a core part of my work and what we do is getting people to slow down. It's getting them to actually stop and think about what they're doing. Because when you're always going into something when you're stressed or you're emotional you're not going to make the right decisions or handle it as the best version of yourself and that's why like a big part of my work is getting people to recognize that while they're never going to be in complete control of what's going on around them they can always control how they respond and that's the foundation of all of the work that we do it's like you get that right and then you're more productive you're more effective you are less emotional you uh, actually inspire people and you can create more impact as well so I want to talk to you about your new book dropping on June 27th, 2023. Maybe you should give up seven ways to get out of your way and take control of your life. First off, great title. Okay. What inspired you to write this book? So this book was for me was the next big legacy project. After my dad's cancer journey, I wrote my first book, Become a Better You. And then I'd start a business at the time helping people really with their health goals. And I saw so many people who just like I was knew what they needed to do, but they wouldn't do it. And that's really built my fascination over the last decade of why we actually avoid taking action, why we lose motivation, why we sabotage ourselves. And it was really going through that and working with so many different people of seeing why they get in their own way. And I discovered that there's seven mental blocks that every single one of us, regardless of who it is, causes them to hold themselves back and actually stay stuck in their life. So I was like, okay, I developed a process in order to help people overcome that. 
so this for me was the next big legacy project i was like i wanted to write this book to help as many people as possible like it, at the time the person i had in mind was a 25 year old version of me i was like what did he need to hear to actually get out of his own way and then from sharing with so many people i've seen that it's just applicable across the board to anyone who's just at a point in their life where they feel like they're meant for something more but they haven't actually broken through in your book and without spoiling too much you know what is one of the biggest reasons most people never achieve their goals so in chapter two i talk about the biggest thing that holds most people back from the life they want is fear whether it's failure judgment rejection not being good enough we form all of these mental stories that talk us out of going after what we want and what anyone listening to us needs to understand is this happens because of how your brain's been wired like your brain wants to keep you alive for as long as possible and that's why it takes comfort in what it knows it wants to keep everything the same Whereas your, the life that you want to live requires growth. It requires change. And that's why your brain wants to avoid it because it's afraid of what could go wrong. That's why it fills your head with these doubts and fears and negative thoughts because it wants to trip you up. And that's why we just need to recognize that that's why we're our own worst enemies because our subconscious programming goes against our conscious desires and the changes we want to make. You mentioned just chapter two, but you spell out seven chapters, being reactive, letting fear control you, short-term thinking, fixating on the future, comparing yourself to others, being so hard on yourself and putting off your happiness. Now, from what I've read, each of these chapters is well explained and well argued by you. And a line you wrote has stuck with me is the biggest internal struggle around giving up is realizing you're already fighting yourself. That is a great line. Where did that line tap into from you? that taps into exactly what i just mentioned is your subconscious like it wants to keep everything from your relationships to your health to your wealth your joy like everything the same because everything that you've been through you've survived and that means it's far safer than anything new as your goals your dreams your aspirations they're all new so they're an inherent risk and this is why whenever you start moving forward your brain fears what if it goes wrong because it wants to keep you alive as possible for as long as possible and this is why you're fighting yourself you're fighting your deeply ingrained processes that a lot of the time you don't even realize they're there the subconscious patterns and behaviors and thoughts and beliefs that you don't realize are holding you back and that's why a big part of the book is going through these seven mental blocks breaking through them one at a time so that you can start to reprogram your subconscious and create a new mold of the world because I'm a firm believer, if you can change the way you think, then you can change your life. What is the biggest reason humans are so quick to self-sabotage the things they desire and to achieve the most? And that's a big thing as well for me, because I am guilty as sin about this one myself. It's wanting to stay consistent with who we currently are, because everything that you want to do that's new requires change and growth. And this is why it's uncomfortable. And an element of it as well is also just developing new habits and behaviors. So if you look at the kind of behavior change behind it, it can take anything from 21 to 66 days to form new habits. Whereas if you've been behaving somewhere for the your most of your life, your brain wants to stay consistent with how you've been. And this is why it, it's so important for me to get people to become aware of why they act the way that they do, because that's the first step in changing it. And someone just stopping and thinking, do you know what? This is why I'm getting in my own way and tripping myself up. Because I know for me, back when I was struggling on my own, I was oblivious to it. Like I was just focused on getting through the day. Like times were tough. I felt stuck and I just was trying to survive. Like I wasn't paying attention to the actions I was taking. But when you take that step back and you really start thinking about, okay, what's actually going on here? Like, why am I holding back? Why am I avoiding it? Then you can figure out what you need to do to change it.
Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Byron Morrison. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths? You know, that's right, Clouseau style. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And together we are the Spy Hearts Podcast. Every Tuesday, we decode the best and the worst of spy cinema to decipher if they make the knock list. That's right. The knock list is the need-to-see official classics of the spy genre. The best of the best, so to speak. Nobody does it better. From Born to Bond and Powers to Palmer, you can bet we will cover it. So subscribe now and revel in the audio equivalent of a smooth martini. Just search for Spy Hards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S, on all major podcast apps. And let's just hope you find us before we find you. Hello, Duval Nation. Derek Duval here. Mental health is not only a top priority in my life, but it should be in yours too. As a combat military veteran, I have seen what untreated mental health looks like, which is why I've been using a therapist for well over a decade. Seeing a trusted therapist has helped me reconcile life events and other important things I've been witness to since returning home from the service and has changed my life for the better in many ways. Which is why going forward I am pleased to announce that BetterHelp will be sponsoring The Derek Duvall Show. BetterHelp is the world's first therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. Hey, it's Michelle Fabre, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. You can hear my brand new single, I'm All That I Need, on all streaming platforms right now. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir 
heart strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Hey there, this is Chad from Larkin, and you are listening to The Derek Duvall Show. You can find all of our releases on No Records out of Long Beach. That's K-N-O-W. Or you can find them on almost all streaming services. And we hope to see you around down the next gig. Cheers. All content is comrades like lions at bay. From South Dublin Union, poor death and dismay. But what was there up in the invaders men saw? All the dead khaki soldiers in Erin go This is Benjamin Sledge, author of Where Cowards Go to Die. In my award-winning memoir, you'll discover the raw humanity, intricate complexity, and brutal barbarity of those who served in the Iraq and Afghan wars, and the psychological toll it took on modern veterans. You can purchase Where Cowards Go to Die on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere major books are sold. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benjamin C. Sledge. Welcome back to episode 172 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the author of the new book, Maybe You Should Give Up, Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life, Byron Morrison. My very first guest on the show imparted wisdom on me uh, in the form of comparison is the thief of joy. And one of the chapters you have is comparing yourself to others. Why are we so compelled to compare ourselves to others? The first line in that chapter is actually comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) And there's a really good story that I give in that chapter about how when I left the corporate world at the time, um, a lot of my friends were doing really well in their career. They were advancing, they were getting promotions or buying houses and settling down. And for the longest time, I just felt like I was failing. Like I kept looking at all of these people who were doing so well and, and compared to them, I just felt like I was behind. It was only when I stopped to think about it. It's like, I didn't want what they wanted. Like the reason I left the corporate world is I wanted to build a business. I wanted a life of freedom. I didn't want to be tied to a house, the mortgage and kids. But even though I knew that I hadn't taken the time to internalize it, that's why I was measuring myself against other people on a completely uneven playing field. And not only that, if you always look at people in front of you, you're always going to feel like you're behind. And this is why the advice I give in the book is, if you're always comparing yourself to others, you need to figure out what is it that you actually want? Like, what is the life that you want to create? And then you need to get a tunnel vision where you block everything else out. Because what other people are doing is irrelevant. They're on their own path and their own journey with their own desires and challenges. So if you 
worry about them you're always going to feel like you're short in one way or another because you don't know the ins and outs it's like when you go on social media only people only put up what they want you to see so you're essentially comparing your life to someone else's highlight reel and that's why you have to understand like where what's going on there why you're comparing yourself that's a brilliant uh, analogy right there you're only seeing someone else's highlight reel i've never once put that into into context before that that's a great great analogy yep it's made even worse by the fact if to say you open up Instagram or Facebook right now, the people posting on there are the ones who have something they want you to want to show you. So on any given day, you're going to go on and you're just going to see all these amazing things. You're going to see that person on their dream holiday, that person who's getting in another workout, that person who's doing this big, exciting thing. But you don't know what's happened the rest of the time. But if you're just scrolling through, you're going to be like, oh, my life is so boring in comparison. Like I'm such a loser. I'm so like failing at life. But it's just because it's the way that it's built out. You're already seeing the good things. Like you don't know that that person on that holiday could have maxed out their credit card. Like that person spending every day in the gym could hate his wife and just be miserable. And that's his form of escape. Like you don't know what's going on in people's lives. So you're making an assumption. And even if they are happy, then fantastic. Like good for them. I'm such a big believer that we need to be cheering other people on and building them up rather than just feeling bad about what we're doing compared to them. Mm. How do we as humans overcome short-term thinking and short-sighted decision-making? You start making decisions based on where you want to get to, not just on where you are. Because for most people, they live their life based on what they want in the moment, that impulse action, that comfort, that pleasure. But what they don't stop to look at is that for many of those decisions, they're actually coming at the expense of their long-term goals. And that's why you need to stop and think, like, is the sacrifice I'm making right now by giving into this worth what I'm giving up long term? And sometimes it will be. Sometimes you want to enjoy yourself. Great. But you need to make a conscious action because otherwise you're just going to keep sacrificing your long term goals. Like a really easy to follow one is a health goal. Like if you always choose that piece of cake in the moment because you want it, what's happening is you're sacrificing being healthy, losing weight, being in shape. It's the same as in business. If you are avoiding an action you want to take because it's scary, you're sacrificing long-term growth. Like everything you want to achieve is going to require sacrifice and you giving up something in the moment for what you want more down the line. People are very comfortable in the present of what they know and what have you. It's like a, it's like a security blanket. I get that, you know? Yeah. It also feels good. Like a lot of these impulse things are because they give us pleasure in the moment. But we don't stop to think about how they're taking us away from what we want in the bigger picture of life. And that's why if you look at really successful people, they delay gratification. They're willing to, I don't want to use the word suffer, but it is suffer in many ways. They're willing to pass on things and to make sacrifices because they know that those decisions are going to have a long-term payoff. But normal people just don't think like that. And that's why they don't get long-term results or not the ones that they want anyway. Now, this next question is one that I'm very interested in, you know, and especially for my listeners who may suffer from crippling anxiety, what would be a great way for them to stop worrying about problems that haven't happened yet? So part of the problem with our problems that we, when we worry about them is we're focusing on the future that we don't actually know if it exists or not. And one of my favorite quotes is if you stress about something before it happens, you essentially put yourself through it twice. And we also sometimes then fall into a self-fulfilling prophecy where our focus, our thoughts, our actions, and our behaviors all come into alignment. And what we were worried about then comes to fruition. So a big part of breaking that cycle is you have to focus on what you can control. Instead of spending all of your energy worrying about something that hasn't happened, you need to bring it into the present and be like, okay, what can I do today? And also 
shifted as well because the way that your brain builds up, it's blown it out of proportion. It's focusing on the worst case scenario. So you really need to stop and ask yourself, okay, that's the worst case. What's the best case? What if this actually goes right? What if I get great results? What if it all goes okay? So you have a night and day comparison between best and worst, and then you need to bring it into the most likely. Ask yourself, knowing that, what is the most likely outcome here? And just by processing and putting into perspective, a lot of the time you see it's not actually that bad. Like even if it goes wrong, it's not going to be a big deal. But because you built up in your mind, you've convinced yourself it is. So you do that and then you focus on what you can control. And that's how you start actually moving forward rather than just getting anxious and overwhelmed. So for those who, who have actually read the book already, what has been the response to the book been? It's been really good so far. Uh, yeah, I've got some really, really positive feedback. A lot of people like give really good things about one of my neighbors actually gave her a copy and she said like, she's read so many self-help books, but she was like, oh, it's a really refreshing, interesting take. She was like someone who's really starting their journey. It's from the first book that she would give them is it goes into so many different ways. And also one big feedback is from a lot of people is it's not fluffy. Like it's a relatively short book. And the reason why it is, is I didn't want it just to be filled with fluff. Like we've all read business and self-help books and just books in general where you just like get to the point and it just goes on for pages and pages of nothing happens and that's why for me it was so important to be like keep it on point and just really guide it so yeah it's it's got the feedback that it was exactly what i wanted of people saying like it's a new unique and different perspective on helping people change their lives is it releasing in the uk the same day as releasing in the united states um it's two weeks later in the uk uh, just because of the way that the publisher distributes it. Apparently, UK markets have concerns that the books aren't going to get to them in time, even though my publisher was like, they definitely would, but it's still how they have it set up. So yeah, it's coming out on the 11th of July in the UK. Fair enough. So what is next for Byron other than the book? So once the book comes out, I've got two other books in the pipeline. And then I'm also, the reason I wrote this book is I wanted it to use it as the catalyst for my speaking career. So I want to use this to then start speaking around the world, impacting people on a global scale and just helping as many people as possible. So we've got quite a few different plans in the pipeline with, with the new books and courses and speaking. And yeah, just the big thing is just go and have some fun with it. I think it's so easy to just keep focusing on the future and what we want to achieve that we forget to enjoy the present. And this is something I'm a guilt, as guilty of as anyone. So it's just really always having to ground myself and slow down and be like, you know what? It's been a crazy two years building up to this launch. So I just need to take some time to enjoy it as well. It's your future. I can see it. It's a TED Talk. <laughs> I, I do think it'll be quite interesting to do a TED Talk and just start to be like, maybe you should give up. Because it is quite a... Like, <laughs> yeah. The reason I love the title is most people are just like, stop. They're like, what? Because it's so counterintuitive. Yeah. All the self-help stuff is like, keep pushing, never quit. And this book is not about giving up on your goals and dreams. It's about giving up, holding on to everything that's stopping you from achieving them. Whether it's holding on to fear, comparing yourself to others, or worrying about problems. Like All of these things keep us stuck. And that's why, yeah, I love the cover and the title. Uh, it's exactly why I wanted it to come out as... So as we enter the final phase of the interview, I always like to ask one fun question. You know, what do you like to do for fun? How do you like to relax? So one thing we do regularly is just adventure day out. My girlfriend and I are both like big fans of just seeing new places. So we make it a non-negotiable one day a week. We'll drive somewhere new. We'll go and explore. Um, we don't really drink anymore. So we tend to do like go and search, search for cake instead and just great <laughs> desserts. So yeah, we'll just be bouncing around the country looking like on a dessert tour. <laughs> That's nice. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? 
best place to find me is byronmorrison.com and i'm also really active on linkedin and instagram and facebook just search for author byron morrison and i come up on any of the platforms okay byron i am my interviews with my favorite question and i feel like based on this book you might be able to get a, a fantastic answer if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of earth one of the biggest lessons that I learned after my dad's cancer and looking back on how I'd been spending so much of my life is that the harsh reality is far too many people are going to wake up at 65. They're going to look back at the life that they could have lived, the chances they didn't take, and they're going to be thinking, what if? And that's why one thing I've uncovered is that what hurts far more than rejection, than failure, than not getting it right is regret. And that's why I urge anyone listening to us right now, stop avoiding and holding back from going after the things that you want, because one day you're going to wake up and look back, regretting that you didn't go for it. So just start putting yourself out there because I'm willing to bet you're far more capable than you give yourself credit for, but you're never going to see who you can become until you actually just start allowing yourself to go for the things you want in life. The book is Maybe You Should Give Up Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Way and Take Control of Your Life, available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy your books online. Byron, congratulations on all your success and on the book. Best of luck to you, my friend. Thanks for having me here today. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 172. I want to thank Byron for taking the time out of his very busy schedule to come on the show and speak with me. What a delightful man, and I hope our paths cross again down the road. But we are not done yet, folks. As a special treat to my loyal listeners, I've been bringing back guests from my most popular episodes to come back on the show and catch us up on what they've been up to. So it brings me great pleasure to welcome back to the show, calling in from their home in Oregon, Jaron and Maggie, the creators of The Blonde Brewer. Maggie Jaron, welcome back to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out in Oregon today? It's nice for once. <laughs> gloomy, it's, but warm. It's more gloomy today, but we're finally kind of getting, starting to get into the summer months or, you know, warmer weather over here. So Nice. So welcome back to the show. Your episode, one of our most popular releases we ever did. And I always oh, yeah. like to bring back some of our most popular guests. So welcome back. We're happy to be back. We've been talking, texts and all that, but we're glad to finally be back to the on the show. Exactly. It is, it is true. Yeah, we do text every now and again. So this is yeah. nice. So let's talk about what has been going on with you guys since the last time we've been on our show. So much oh, has man. happened. Yeah, a lot. Well, TikTok's completely changed the game. So uh, that was our platform. Um, and it still is. You know, it's still our, our number one and our go-to. But Boy, algorithms everywhere have changed. They're they're trying to push long form now. So we've kind of switched our strategy to more long form. And we are trying to do more lifestyle stuff anyway. So that's kind of fit what we were going for. As far as the social media front goes, it's been pretty much the same. We've been pushing more YouTube. We uh, hit our 100K on YouTube. That was awesome. I always wanted one of those YouTube plaques. So we finally got one of those. Uh, it's the little things, right? You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, we've just been grinding it out. Just finished filming our documentary finally. That took about a year or so. Yeah. Um, so we just got back from Florida. Gosh, we filmed with how many different couples there? We started in the uh, Pensacola area and then headed south. Four. Four different couples yeah, yeah. went to sarasota and then shot across to orlando it was a lot of fun nice yeah. nice, nice. So, i remember you guys talking about the documentary when you guys were on the show so i'm glad to see it's come to some sort of completion 
Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of editing that needs to be done. Right. In fact, if we're a huge part of that. We need to go through all of the footage <laughs> yeah. that, that we have. So that'll be a task. Nice, uh, nice. I think I think the last time we chatted with you, um, we also hadn't shut down the tap room yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think we had officially. Yeah. So we finally pulled the plug on that. It was just too much to handle with all the social media and traveling that we do and all that. So you were building another tap room, if I'm correctly. Are you? Yeah, and I'm I'm actually looking at it right out the window right now. It's just kind of sitting there waiting for me to do something with it. <laughs> We've uh, I've kind of reached out, started to reach out to bigger breweries to feel out any interest um, to maybe help manage the Running Dogs Brewery brand um, and get our own beer out there to our our fans and customers bit more but yeah the, the building's there i just need to put the final touches on it <laughs> that's amazing i i can't believe i i'm i'm sad i won't ever get to go up there and check out the tap room now I'm oh i know me. i know well hopefully eventually we'll have our uh, beer and cans out everywhere out your way right on right on right on since the last time we talked uh we lost coolio we did yeah in fact i remember exactly where i was i was uh, just outside here filling up um it was our halloween town i was filling up the wine blood bags and i got a call or text i think you were one of them um i didn't know uh and it was uh, quite a surprise it yeah. was a, obviously a, a huge loss we immediately reached out to his wife mimi and you know she's She's doing all right, doing a lot better now. Uh, in fact, we're actually going to probably drive down her way Friday mm-hmm. and meet oh, up with her nice. and nice, yeah, nice. hang out a little bit and maybe do some some videos together and whatnot. Nice, nice, nice. So other than other than all of that, what's going on in your life right now? I mean, you guys are obviously setting social media flying. I mean, you guys are also making some of the most fun videos. I still, to this day, I, the, the, I sent you a text a couple weeks ago. The one of you... Um, the shirt trying to figure out how to take a shirt off <laughs> oh my gosh it was so funny so yes yeah. i mean honestly the fact that you guys are able to create these these videos keep it fresh keep it original yeah. you're not retreading territory it's so much fun and you guys are doing yeah. such a great job with it well i appreciate that it's uh some days like in fact today's one of those days where it's just like we have a lot of ideas and we're filming a lot um but because uh you know just the way the algorithms are and stuff that video is a great video. It did great everywhere else, but TikTok, you're used to that adrenaline rush, right? You know, mm-hmm. so when you're not getting that 30 mil, you know, it's, it, you yeah. get in your head about everything, but uh, then I get the text from you guys and uh, it reassures that, you know, what we're doing. <laughs> is good. And, yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff we've been creating recently, I, I think they're great videos. I think they're really funny. And for some reason they're just not Yeah, it's getting traction on TikTok, but they're doing well on on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm like, okay, we, we still got it. Yeah. Just... It's one of the, one of the, I would say few unfortunate things, well, uh, with what we do. Yeah. You know, the amazing thing is I had someone on the show a couple of days ago. She herself is a social media sensation. She's a, uh, she actually is a guest jeans girl now. And, oh, she really? basically, and basically what she does is um, she has her own little thing. Like she does like, you know, on trampolines and she does flips and all that stuff. And they banned her from TikTok. Because apparently her flipping and doing these somersaults are not being done by a trained professional. Uh, and they banned her from the platform. And she had 50 million followers. I mean, like, we're oh, talking, yeah. like I mean, like a ridiculous amount of followers. And she's gone now. She's back to Instagram, which she's got like, <sighs> you know, a couple million. But still, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, in terms of social media, that's a big chunk of change that you're just going to oh, take yeah. away from you. 
it's so tough because we could have gone doing the Gangsters Paradise skits longer, quite a bit longer, but we struggled with that as well. TikTok would either put a little warning at the bottom and then they would just wouldn't feed it or they'd just take the video down and then we'd have to appeal it and so on. Uh, we have found just recently that YouTube Shorts allows it, um, allows the actual hit. So if you guys want to see the hits again, they're on our YouTube <laughs> Shorts. <laughs> so we'll see how long that lasts. But Right on. I was going to say my throwing arm's gotten a little rusty. It's, it is a little rusty. Because <laughs> we haven't been doing Gangster's Paradise videos. So yeah. we, we go to film one and it takes several takes to get that hit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I still keep waiting for the video of you just holding it like a, a pack of peas on your head or something like that. You know, we, you the know, day we, must be coming. <laughs> we have a video that recaps. It's like us in the beginning and he's holding like a pack of ice on his head. And then it recaps a ton of the hits all like. Yeah, I think we did a new, new Year's <laughs> video where it's all. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'll have to repost that. That's amazing. Yeah, and then we have the one where I, I really got hurt in Walmart. And I suggest we put that on YouTube. She's like, I don't really know if I want to look at that video again. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? Whacking with the golf club. Uh, basically it, it, it was felt like it. it was a car wash brush but i whacked him good yeah nice and then you have those videos where like we just throw up i was i don't know if you've seen the cheese it video but we were just shopping and uh at fred meyer's over here kroger brand and they had a giant cheese it box i mean like life size right and i go maybe let's just do a quick video of me like acting like a child wanting this cheese it box and it just went crazy you know yeah. so you never know no, you don't. All right. Well, Maggie, Jaron, thanks guys for coming on the show. Honestly, I love checking in with you guys. You guys are some of the most fun people to know. And honestly, I wish you guys nothing, honestly, but the best. You guys are come back on the show again, please. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah we'll be back. Good seeing you, Derek. Okay. Thanks to my friends, Jaron and Maggie. I always really enjoy getting to talk to those two. They're just an absolute joy to speak with. Okay. Tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask you, the listener, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there, and with everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs, plus... We have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added ourselves. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on TeePublic. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, what are you doing to manage your mental health this weekend? May I suggest kicking your shoes off, pouring a glass of your favorite beverage, popping some popcorn, turning the lights low, and watching one of your favorite films. I know it does me. A world of good. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.